a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Over the weekend, there was breaking news from Politico, and it just happened to be from Samuel Benson. We know Samuel Benson. He's a staff writer for the Deseret News national team. He's also uh, interning at Politico, uh, a great thinker, an extraordinary writer. And uh, Samuel sent me his pieces uh, that went live, and it is a fascinating story uh, about a former law clerk rewriting some Wikipedia bios to favor his former boss. That might sound confusing. That's why Samuel's on the line to us. He's going to help us break it all down. Samuel, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Thank you, Borden. Uh, so so give us the backstory on this. Uh, suddenly there were some changes to Wikipedia pages, starting with one of the Supreme Court frontrunners, Judge uh, Ketanji Brown-Jackson, uh, and it kind of got curiouser and curiouser as uh, you dug in. Tell us about it. Sure. So on on January 26th, the news broke that Justice Stephen Breyer is going to retire. And then on the 28th of of January, um, there began to be some edits on the Wikipedia pages of some of these potential frontrunners. Of course, we don't know exactly who the the nominee is going to be, but there's kind of a short list that's been floating around of a number of individuals. And so if if you looked at at the Wikipedia pages for Ketanji Brown-Jackson and Leandra Kruger and Michelle Childs, especially those three, there, there were these edits made in that week. And for, for Judge Jackson, they were all positive edits, um, things that would kind of promote her liberal bona fides or make her appear um, like a better candidate in the eyes of a left-leaning audience. But for Childs and Kruger, they brought up um, rulings that were overturned or other things to make those individuals look a little worse. And so on some, on, as we did more digging and reached out to the justices, um, we were able to to receive a tip that the individual doing it was actually a former clerk for um, Judge Ketanji Brown Jackson, which obviously isn't a great look um, for the for a former clerk of a potential Supreme Court nominee to bolster their former boss and then try and um, kind of downplay the others. Yeah, that that is a uh, a fascinating development. And so, tell us just a little bit. Uh, what do we know about this former? Law clerk. Of course, people can go on to Wikipedia and and make little changes here and there. Uh, but this was not small things. These were these were pretty significant. Yeah, the most significant changes were to all all to Ketanji Brown Jackson's page. Um, there were things like cutting out a reference to um, her position on the board of a Baptist private school, or cutting out references to some of her court cases that had been overturned. Um, things that that might. Uh, put a blemish on her record or tarnish her reputation when when looked at um, from an ob- objective or even a left wing perspective. And then if you look at Krug's and, uh, Kruger and Childs, it was it was the opposite. And so we we saw this pattern, and, and it, it got us thinking: there has to be some sort of ulterior motive 
Um, but there has to be a reason for it. And then when we discovered that it was a former clerk for Jackson, it made a lot more sense. Okay. And, and so who is this, uh, who is this clerk? Uh, what's the relationship there? Uh, was uh, Judge Jackson aware of any of this? Uh, how did that play out? Yeah, so the former clerk, his name is Matteo Godi, and um, we don't we don't know a ton about him besides what's on his LinkedIn. He clerked for Katanji Brown Jackson um, several years ago. He also clerks for another judge for whom he made edits on Wikipedia, Guido Calabresi. Uh, but as as far as Jackson's involvement, we I mean we don't think she was involved. We got this this tip from a group of anonymous uh, former clerks for her as well, and she said that she was not aware or did not order any of the edits for other justices. And so this may come up as as, the, as uh, President Biden tries uh, to make a decision for a, nom- a nominee on the Supreme Court. But I don't think um, Judge Jackson, or we don't have any evidence to believe that Judge Jackson was involved in the changes. Yeah, one of the things that you noted, uh, that most of the edits were uh, targeted towards a left-leaning audience. So uh, it's interesting to me that there, you know, were things specifically to sort of the base, the liberal base of the Democratic Party, uh, where obviously they've, she's got to get to 50 at least uh, in terms of Senate votes, uh, but nothing that would necessarily appeal to, to anyone on the right uh, who might also be important in terms of actually getting a judge confirmed. It's important to remember that, or at least we hope that um, the people who make these decisions, the Senate and the Biden administration, aren't relying on Wikipedia as, as their crutch or, or their main source of information. That said, we shouldn't overlook the impact that, that Wikipedia can have on swing public opinion. I mean, if, if people Google Leandra Kruger or Michelle Childs or any one of these individuals, the first thing that's going to come up is the Wikipedia page. And I think we all, um, when we're rushed or even just regularly out of habit, we'll click on Wikipedia, we'll skim through just to get a better sense as we're doing research. And so, while this may not impact, you know, President Biden's or Kamala Harris's or any senator's um, view of these individuals, it certainly could have an impact on, on swaying just the public perception, especially when it's revealing new information or drawing attention to things that weren't previously part of the discussion. So I think we that, that's where the, the real interesting thing to me is not that it could swing Joe Manchin or Kirsten Sinema or some of those Senate swing or even the Republicans, right? On one one way or the other, I, I think the the real story, the real interest is that this could have an Im, Im, impact if it had gone undeterred, um, and swaying kind of a public perception or an idea of who these candidates are and and what the records are yeah, on the judiciary. Yeah, and, and staying staying with that line of thinking, Samuel, I, I think it's uh, interesting to to note all of this. As you said, it, it's more about uh, public opinion, which ultimately could bubble up and, and influence uh, senators or even the president in terms of who they ultimately will or won't vote for. Uh, but it also speaks pretty loudly to me in terms of how political the nomination of Supreme Court justices has become in the country, uh, that someone would feel like they've got to go and manipulate Wikipedia pages, both to the positive and to the, the negative of others, uh, just in order to, to create space for that nomination to happen. What does this tell you about where we are in terms of the, the politics of the Supreme Court? Yeah, that's certainly a valid concern and a valid question. Um, what it comes down to is, is regardless of, of who's in office or, or what party has power in the Senate, um, something as consequential as, as replacing a justice on the Supreme Court will always have uh, a lot of speculation and a lot of care involved. And so anything that, that individuals do to sway public perception or that impacts how people view potential nominees, even prior to a nomination being announced by the White House, 
is really important to take note of. And then it, it adds another another layer of speculation when, when the individual making changes or swaying their public perception is um, intimately involved or has a relationship, uh, a professional relationship with, with one of the potential nominees. So yes, it's a politicized event. I think that's that's what it, part of what makes this story so interesting is that there is so much partisanship involved. Um, it'll require um, it'll require cooperation from from senators of both parties, you know, or, or folks on on both sides of the aisle for a nominee to to be installed. And so I think you're certainly on on par there by saying that this is a partisan thing, and and public public perception, public opinion does play a huge role here. All right. Uh, great insight. Great writing, as always. Samuel Benson, he's a writer for the Deseret News and also an intern at Politico. Broke a story over the weekend. Uh, great reporting. Again, always making sure we get to the truth in all of these things is what matters. And Samuel, thanks for breaking that down for us. And a great piece. We'll post that on our social pages today uh, as well. Samuel Benson, thanks for joining us today. Of course. Thank you, Boyd. All right. That, that is such a fascinating thing to me that you would have a former clerk of uh, one of the judges on the short list, Judge Katanji Brown Jackson, uh, that felt the need to go and kind of pump up the Wikipedia page of Judge Brown Jackson. And at the same time, that wasn't enough. Uh, this uh, person, uh, Mr. Gody, also felt that he needed to go to the Wikipedia pages of uh, Judge Michelle Childs and uh, California Supreme Court Justice uh, Leandra Kruger to alter some things to make them look less appealing to a left-leaning audience. Again, remember, this was to a left-leaning audience uh, to try to dissuade those who might have the ear of the president in terms of who he nominates or might have influence to to raise uh, a voice for one candidate for the Supreme Court or another. Uh, And so it's interesting that the politics has become such that now there are individuals who feel like they need to go and manipulate the information uh, to try to skew the results. That's part of what happens when we over-politicize the Supreme Court. We're going to step aside. Bottom of the hour news. Stay with us. Much more to come on Inside Sources on KSL News Radio. A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought... There are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.